All right. Well, good afternoon, good evening, good morning. It's a Tuesday morning. Hope that you had a good weekend. Uh, We are continuing our journey through Scripture, and we are starting a new book today, the Book of Numbers. Uh, My name is Philip Thomas, pastor of Journey here in Elgin, Texas, and glad you have joined us uh, as we continue this this journey. We are going to read a big chunk of the Book of Numbers. Uh, We're going to go chapters 1 through 8 to start off today. Um, And if, if you want to take a, a pause and read through, I encourage you to do that. Um, I, I understand when you get into the list of names, you're probably going to skim, and that's okay. There's a lot of this stuff that is also repeated, uh, so you'll find, find that in there as well. Uh, but I encourage you to read, read as much as you can and uh, go through chapters 1 through 8. Uh, and uh, if you need to pause, do that, and we'll uh, catch up with us as soon as you finish. All right, Numbers. Numbers is a is an interesting book. Obviously, we think of numbers many times as just just a list of names. Well, there's actually only uh, two different censuses that are taken in the book of Numbers. Uh, it starts off that way. We're looking at the different tribes of Israel. Um, there's a, the the number of of fighting men are beginning to be counted. Um, the book of Numbers, I, I see it more as the transition of the people from Mount Sinai. Uh, to the opportunity to enter into the promised land. Now, unfortunately, that opportunity uh, doesn't go as as God had desired uh, because of the people's rebellion. Uh, but what we see is is the people now move from Sinai, where they have received the law, where uh, Leviticus, you have the expansion of the law that has been uh, told to them, and now they're going to be uh, begin moving through the desert uh, to the promised land. So the book of Numbers starts off, uh, you have obviously lots of, lots of names, lots of numbers uh, as the census is being taken. Um, I'm not going to get bogged down into this, but one of the big questions people have are, uh, are these numbers accurate? It comes out to, um, there's around 600,000 fighting men, which would translate to probably needing to be a, a total population of 2 million to 2.5 million uh, people. Um, it, it, it's hard to, to know if that's accurate or not. Uh, could it be? Of course. Um, you know, but people will, will dive into this and say that it's really, it's really hard to imagine that there were that many people uh, in that, that kind of a culture, that kind of a setting. Um, but uh, and one of the ways, and, and again, this is some of the cultural challenges that we have, um, w- w- the ways that they counted, we're not completely sure of. Uh, also, one of the things that uh, makes some sense to me uh, is that the word that we translate thousand uh, is also the same word that it could be used for clan. Uh, and so, for, for example, uh, in verse 21, it says, those who were numbered of the tribe of Reuben were 46,500. You technically could translate that uh, 46 clans, 500 people from those clans. Right? So that'd be 500 people uh, that were, were fighting age. That, that would make the numbers a little make them uh, closer to what uh, a lot of people think that they probably were. Um, I just encourage you not to get too bogged down into that. Um, you know, there are things that we just don't fully understand, um, and, and we can wrestle with that. That's okay. It doesn't invalidate the rest of Scripture. And if it does for you, then you're probably not honestly and earnestly 
<laughs> seeking uh, to know uh, the God in Scripture. Um, but uh, I, there are some answers, and, and it's just important to know that there are some questions uh, with that. Uh, verse 34 of chapter 2 kind of, to me, emphasizes this idea of, of looking at it by clans and, and families. It says, Thus the children of Israel did according to all the Lord had commanded Moses, so they uh, camped by their standards, and so they broke camp, each one by his family, according to their father's houses. Uh, so again, th- that was an important part. They, the, the family unit, the family structure, uh, was, a, was an important building block of the, the people of Israel. So as you continue going through Numbers chapters 3 and 4, um, focus on the Levites and their duties uh, of to how they're going to pack up and carry the tabernacle. Remember in Leviticus, we had the tabernacle uh, that uh, the plans were laid out. God laid those out all about the holiness of God. They consecrated all of the things to God. Now they're preparing to start moving across the desert. Well, they have to pack up the tabernacle uh, to do that. And so we see God giving uh, uh, guidance to, uh, to the Levites on how they are going to pack up the tabernacle uh, when God uh, tells them to. So chapters 3 and 4 uh, go through that. Uh, then we get into chapter 5. Uh, we see uh, kind of, again, uh, how you handle people who are unclean. Uh, th- that's a, a reiteration of some of the things that had happened in Leviticus. And this is what you're going to find in Numbers. It kind of it, it morphs from, from list uh, to laws uh, to narrative, right? So it just kind of is going all over the place. Uh, I did think it was interesting there in chapter 5, uh, most of the, the chapter, starting in verse 5, uh, deals with adultery uh, and, and deals with the relationship between a husband and a wife. Uh, to me, it's interesting that it spends so much time on this. There's definitely a lot of cultural things in there that we don't fully understand and that uh, we sure uh, we wouldn't follow today. Um, but the idea is very important. Again, it goes back to the foundational principle of the family uh, being the foundation of this society, that it is integral. And so uh, <laughs> anytime you have a large society, a group of people together, um, just as we have uh, challenges today with adultery, um, well, obviously the people, that was a temptation and a, uh, a, a, a sin that they struggled with was the sin of adultery. And so it addresses it. Uh, one thing that's interesting is that it, there's there's emphasis given to both parties, right? Male and female. Yes, as we read this, it, it's clear that the uh, the female is is kind of gets the raw end of the stick because of the culture that it was in. Uh, but even even this, as you read through it, um, it's also uh, ensures and encourages that the male, that the husband, that he um, keep from uh, getting into jealousy that he did not be a jealous person. And it really comes down, it's, it's pretty simple. You know what? Uh, you shouldn't be overly jealous towards your spouse, whether you're the male or the female, husband or the wife. And you also shouldn't act in a way that would cause your spouse to be je- jealous. Right? Maybe we should just simplify this a little bit. Uh, but the book of Numbers, one of the first uh, sinfulness issues that it deals with uh, is the sin of adultery, which breaks down the family, which is the building block of any good society. Uh, then we get to chapter 6. Chapter 6 uh, talks about the, the law of the Nazarite. Uh, now, this is, this is interesting that 
the, the Nazarene, the Nazarite. Uh, this goes through kind of the different uh, um, ways that they can consecrate themselves uh, to kind of the order. Um, this, this was a way for people who weren't part of the Levite tribe to dedicate themselves to God. Um, right in in a way I, we may look at it as a monastery uh, something like that's a, a little bit different but it was a way that anyone could consecrate themselves uh, before God um, it it really is to me is something that we should strive for that this is what we are doing right not in the same cultural ways that you know I well, I think it, one is you can either let your hair grow long or you can cut your hair. If you can shave your head, that would be good for me. Um, but, um, but there's different ways that we, we should be consecrating ourselves to God, that we should be living differently than the world around us. That's kind of the principle behind this. And we see uh, Jesus kind of connected uh, to the, the Nazarite to, as well, that he was consecrated uh, before God. And, and we should, we should uh, there in the, the last part of that, it says, must do so according to the law of his separation, the law of separation. Again, this idea of separating out uh, from the, the world around you. Uh, that's something that we should, should uh, all strive to do. And th- I thought it was very interesting. I'm going to read the, this scripture to you, and if you read it, you were probably surprised that this was in the book of Numbers. It says, The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his face upon you and give you peace. That's a very common blessing. It's one that I have, have heard in different uh, settings. I was shocked when I read this in Numbers, <laughs> right? It's not what we, we think of. Uh, but again, it's connected with this the, the Nazarites who they were separating themselves from the rest of the world. They were dedicating themselves to God. Um, and, and when we think about dedicating ourselves to God, um, it is goes with that blessing that the Lord bless you and keep you, that God blesses you and he wants to keep you, to make his face shine upon you, to experience his uh, love, his graciousness, right? The Lord lift up his face towards you and give you peace. So when we separate ourselves for him, when we consecrate our lives to him, we can expect and we should look forward to experience his graciousness, to experience the peace that comes only from him. So as we continue on in uh, the beginning uh, opening of Numbers chapters 7 through 8, uh, just goes through again the, the uh, priest and the Levites, they are going through the process of preparing the tabernacle. They're o- offering sacrifices. They're getting ready uh, to leave. They're, they're getting ready to pack up and start moving across uh, the desert. Uh, ch- chapter 8, uh, same, same thing, uh, the dedication, uh, cleansing of the temple, uh, going through all of that. Uh, it's, it's very detailed. It's, it's very specific, again, because th- this was given for them to be doing this at that time. Again, you know, numbers and, and really the beginning of this, a lot of these things that are written about how the Levites uh, and priests work in the, in the tabernacle, they, they were written for that time specifically, right? Because they were dealing with the tabernacle. It doesn't mean that we have to follow those exact 
uh, rituals. Uh, it was for that group of people during that time, and it was preparing them to make this uh, amazing move. And, and so now they're going to be moving from Mount Sinai, uh, and they're going to begin going towards uh, the promised land. And they have been now at Mount Sinai um, nearly, uh, well, a, a full year. So they have begun the second year after leaving Egypt. Uh, and this is going to begin quite a journey for them. And so next week, uh, we're going to see how that journey gets started. Or not next week, on Thursday, you'll, you'll see this uh, on our podcast and YouTube. Uh, and so I encourage you to read Numbers chapters 9 through 12. So chapters 9 through 12, and we will talk about those on Thursday. I hope your week is going good. Have a good couple days, and we'll see you back here on Thursday.